love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Mayhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. And welcome back to the show. As I was saying in the opening, really excited for our guest this week, Mike Uva is a Peabody native, St. John's Prep, Assumption College, football player, and he's now uh, the newest sports reporter at WBZ. Mike, how are you? Thanks for coming on, my friend. I'm doing well, Alex. Appreciate you taking the time to do this. Yeah, yeah. and you're on the boat nice and early, which I appreciate as well. And, and, and as you know, you never want to be the guy that owns the boat. You just want to know the guy that has the boat. So being back up here on uh, on the waters with a former teammate of mine from St. John's Prep. So Love happy it. to be up here. Love it. Yes, I'd much rather be on a boat than own one because I am not handy at all. I'm not mechanical. It would just be, it would be a disaster. Exactly. Um, so I'll ask you a question right off the bat here. You've been down south for the last six, seven years full time. Now you're still working for Gamecock Central, but what's it like coming back home and doing TV up here? It doesn't feel real. I mean, I know we've known each other for quite some time through our mutual connection with Steve Buckley. Yes, that's right. And- Anytime I would come up here, whether it be Buck, whether it be obviously working with Steve Burton, the Bobble Bells, the Mike Lynches, I'd meet up with those guys, especially Steve Burton. I'd swing by WBZ a good bit when I was trying to get into the business as uh, as well as when I would just come up here to visit family. And I'm just so used to being up here, whether it be visiting family or trying to find a South Carolina connection, whether it be Jackie Bradley Jr. when he was here or um you know covering the world series or just whatever right just to find gilmore so anytime i was up here i'd be around the guys like burton and you know the mike lynch's and all those guys so it doesn't feel real i still feel like i'm just up here visiting but yeah, yeah about two weeks now that I've, I've been up here working for bz yeah and so you mentioned i guess it really just speaks to and first of all how nice a lot of people are like I know Burton's been great for you. Buck, we know, is a great guy. And also, like, the importance of just, like, keeping connections and keeping relationships. That really is kind of, like, the name of the game still. So, yeah. And, you know, you start in, like, a really unconventional way. I mean, it's so hard, as you know, to break into sports broadcasting or broadcasting in general. I mean, kids do all these unpaid internships in college, and I was one of them. They go to these elite broadcasting schools, Syracuse or what have you, and you don't have time to do a lot of that stuff because you were playing football at Assumption College. So you saw a tweet from ESPN Boston's Brandon Hall, who used to run their high school vertical, and you saw I was going to be on your campus, right? And you decided to go up to him. Just tell our listeners uh, how you kind of got your start. Yeah, it's ironic because it was the exact day after I played my last college game. Oh, wow. Brendan was up there covering a, a, a prep game. Um, and I say prep, not St. John's prep, but prep schools. I think it was like East Coast prep versus a local um, high school in the area. And they were just using the field of that assumption. So I said, shoot, let's go over, introduce ourselves. And we did. And we stayed in great contact. I think he came out because he's a big fan of Coney Island out in Worcester. So we went out, grabbed some chili cheese dogs, stayed in contact. And once August rolled around, I'm like, shoot, I don't have a job yet. Not even a freelance gig anywhere because – I didn't know what I, what I really wanted to do. I always thought getting to writing, um, that's how I was introduced at St. John's Prep. I did a story over there about a buddy who fractured his neck. He was a triplet. And um, the year prior, his brother fractured the same C5 vertebrae. So oh when God. I read the story, that's what got me into, okay, maybe I'll 
I'll get into sports writing. I got to college. Someone came up to me, knew that I enjoyed writing about sports. They said, do you have any interest in doing a radio or TV show? I'm just like, what? So got introduced to doing that um, at Assumption. And the next thing you know, we created a TV show from scratch out there, worked with some tremendous people. This guy named Dan Murphy, whose father works at the Boston Globe. He introduced me to many people at the Globe, including the, the former sports editor, Joe Sullivan. So it was just meeting guys like that, meeting guys like Brendan Hull. Um, and Brendan knew some of those guys at the Globe, and they vouched for me. And Brendan gave me an opportunity to work for ESPN Boston covering high school sports. And that really gave me a platform to not only write about sports, but I also got in front of the camera a little bit. And having that ESPN flag, that mic flag, um, really opened up eyes, and that's how that's what helped me land my first job in Mississippi. There's a Coney Island in Worcester. There is a Coney Island. I don't wow. think it's the same one as uh, Nate. No, they just call that, and I feel like an idiot saying that because there's definitely going to be uh, a woo a woo rat as uh, as uh, my college teammates were there from Worcester, and they would know the story about how long that's been there, the connection. But yeah, nice little Coney Island with chili cheese dog. Chili cheese dog. But, Thing. And what's your names are called are called Woo Rats? I didn't know that. Woo Rats, yep. Woo Rats, all right. Well, I live in Dorchester now, and we call ourselves Dot Rats, so I guess it kind of oh, makes sense. But there are a lot of rats in Dorchester. I don't know if there are rats. I guess there are rats around Worcester. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. Worcester's got really nice, or nicer, since I've left. I mean, of course, yes. with the Woo Socks, and uh, just they've, they've done a good, nice little job. I wish we had that ballpark, Bola Park. When I was uh, going to college, I would need to head on out to the games and get some cheap beer, but we missed out a couple of years too late. And so you were covering high school sports for a couple of years for ESPN Boston. How did you make that beat your own? And what do you think the interest level is in, in high school sports around here? It's nowhere as close to what it is in the South. Um, right. It'd be South Carolina, especially. I mean, I've covered some of the biggest name athletes in the South. I mean, I remember covering DK Metcalf, uh, high school track meet his senior year. And of course, he's done a tremendous job with going to Ole Miss to then now being a star with the uh, Seahawks. I covered Zion Williamson's last high school game. Um, I've, I've covered some really talented high school athletes. Now, that's not to say there isn't talent up here. It's just different. Um, it's just it's just different. There's no way to, other way to put it, whether it be baseball, basketball, especially football. Um, there's, there is talent up here from covering it, but from working in three different States, I mean, I'd say South Carolina has the best talent I've, I've ever seen just across the board, Mississippi too. And then, uh, I'd say Massachusetts after that, but, um, it's just, it's just different. Um, high school sports down there is just, I don't want to say it's a way of life. Depends what it is, especially football. It's, it's a big deal. I mean, the stadiums down there, some of them are bigger than, the stadium I played at an assumption. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. 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 And so you, I mean, yeah. So I do want to talk a little bit too about your, your, your years down South. Um, you said you got your first gig at in Greenville, Mississippi, right? WXVT. Yeah. Uh, so what size media market is Greenville? Goodness. You know, around like 192, 194. I mean, it's one of the smallest stations. And the crazy thing is the very first job I applied to the then sports director, was from Waltham and she was working in Alpena, Michigan, which is like the third smallest market in the country. Huh. And I couldn't even land that job. So I'm just like, I can't land a job at a small market. Like, like so how am I going to get in? But 
Stephen Robinson, the long, long, long time sports director down there, um, saw something in me and gave me an opportunity. And uh, two bars and uh, two roads. Not not too much going on in Greenville, not Mississippi, but some of the nicest people in the world. Hmm. You know, I mean, that's why, like, in college, you can obviously go many different paths, sports writing, TV, radio. And I, you know, TV sounds glamorous, but then I actually found out what it would take to make it in TV. And I would have to move to Alpena, Michigan, or Greenville, Mississippi. And I said, no, thank you. I will take my chances and stay here. What made you decide that you're willing to do that and move down south to media market number 192? It was just the only opportunity that I had. And I have in my uh, back because I still I still have my condo in South Carolina currently you know some of the awards that I've been I've, I've been fortunate enough to win right in the middle of that I print out and I've had it since God I had it since the first time I got into TV and I kept it even throughout the interview process but it's a list of every station that either said no to me or Love it. and I I keep that there I mean as a football player as an undersized football player that you know is five nine on a good day and was uh you know god knows what i mean i said 75 in the program i mean i was probably 160 soaking wet so you know i've always find different ways to motivate myself and that's certainly one of them um i don't care what business you're in if that's something that helps you then do it so uh just having that list and just knowing like hey look like I just want to get into this business. And I was very fortunate. And that was one of the things I said when I was fortunate to get this job up in Boston is that when I met a lot of these people, I took pictures with them. And that was something from a mentor who actually went to St. John's Prep and an assumption as well. He said, when you meet these guys, take a photo with them and write a handwritten card thanking them, have them sign it, mail it back, put all the, you know, the postage on it, the stamps, all that but have them hold on to one of the pictures. And what I would write in that note, I said, I want you to hold on to this because one day I want to make that time you're giving me worthwhile. So, you know, it's been really neat. Some of the guys, whether it be John Butchergrass, um, some of the local guys up here, Chris Berman, like those guys, just to see their reaction with this, it's, it's, it's really neat because it's just like, I still feel like I'm that college kid or I feel yeah. that guy that wants to get into the business and these guys are icons, the Bobble Bells of the world. I mean, him shooting a text to me, that meant the world to me. Um, but, you know, I know I'm kind of rambling at this point, but the point being is it's just I wanted to get into the business because I wanted to – I felt like I didn't want to let them down. I wanted yeah. to really be able to make their time worthwhile. Did you find it kind of exhausting doing all of this, not just meeting people, but then sending cards, pictures? It is a lot. I did. Um but I made it a habit of doing it, and there's been a couple things. I mean, Steve Burton taught me some different things that I that I've done um, that have helped me out with with this business or the the whole journey that has nothing to do with that have that's nothing to do with TV. But I just made things habits like that. So, I mean, shoot, the guys and girls at the post office they became very familiar with me, whether it be right down the street and. Living in my parents' home, trying to get my first job, or in Greenville, Mississippi, or South Carolina, and just going to those same places to mail this stuff out. So, one thing I do have, I get made fun of a little bit by some of my buddies when they came down, or when they do come still in my office. Um, 
I have all those pictures of people that have helped me along the way. And a majority of them are signed. And it's not a, I always, like I said, I always get made fun of uh, by some of my buddies because it looks kind of like a little mural of myself. With yeah. The point being is that started off very small. Like maybe it was like a picture with Steve Buckley and Steve Burton and Brendan Hall and they'd sign it. And it was just like the beginning of the journey. Now, I mean, that thing, goodness, I probably have about 50, 60 pictures on the wall. Yeah. Um, and it, in a sense, just tells a story that reminds me of this journey of how many people have helped me. And it's not just sports media members. It's coaches that I've built relationships with, players who have helped me out, um, a player that has really helped me out uh, for college football fans, Marcus Lattimore. Um, yep. just, wow, wow. He, uh, he gave my first break, did a big story when he was returning to work for South Carolina. He allowed me to break it. And one of the things he told me, I asked him, I'd only been there in South Carolina for a year. And I said, why are you letting me do this? He's like, because I trust you. He's like, you know, you're a good guy and you've earned that respect for me. So just little things like that. I have them up on the wall um, in my office still down in South Carolina. It just rem- And it just reminds me, and I don't see it right now, but it just reminds me of just, hey, you know, you're not – this isn't just about you. This is about so many people that have helped you get to this point. Don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. And what's it, what was it like for you covering college athletes? Cause you know, you're, you, you, cause you know, they are young, especially, you know, 18, 19, you did that a lot in South Carolina. Just what's that dynamic like? And how do you, I guess, get close to them? I was able to build a lot of good relationships and I still have a lot of good relationships, especially in this whole new world of NIL. At Gamecock Central, we have took advantage of that. We've created a thing called Garnet Trust, which pays these athletes to do interviews, essentially. But we're the middleman, and the money's coming from donors, fans, and we just provide the money to the athletes. We're not getting, we're not keeping any of that. But I bring all that up because even before that, I just I built relationships with players to the point where, oh, granted, like you said, you know, college athletes—they're only going to be there three, four years. Uh, the majority of them. So you're trying to build a relationship so that when they leave, the people that are there, like the J.C. Horns of the world, when he left and got drafted by the Carolina Panthers, we stay in great contact. Saw him last week when, the, when he was at Patriots practice for the joint practices. But then he tells the younger guys about you, and then you build relationships with them. So um, it's different, I'd say, than, than pro, of course. And I've only been covering the Patriots for two weeks. Um, I have some connections with South Carolina, but it's just different. I covered the Panthers a little bit. It's just down there. It's just different with college kids. So I, um, I just, I mean, I love the SEC. I love college sports. I feel like it's very unique. Um, it's just not going to be the same ever up here with Boston College, just because right. down there, that that's their Patriots. That's their Red Sox. They don't have pro teams in South Carolina, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt about it. Um, and uh, so you are 31 years old now. Um, there's a lot of things. I want people to think I'm younger. Some people think. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm 29 and I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'm 29 and I'll be 30 in a few months. So uh, it's scary. I mean, I still view myself as like an 18 year old as well. And I think I, I'm like 18. I mean, shoot, I just celebrated my, my 31st. Actually, the day I found out about the job, I got got called on my birthday a couple of weeks ago on the 4th. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I think it was the other day. I'm like, shoot, I just turned 31. I'm like, what the heck's going on? 
But if you're 21 at heart, that's really all that matters, you know. And I, and I feel I'm losing my fastball a little bit. I don't know if I can go out and hang the same way like I used to. No, I know the hang. They get they really do get rougher as you as we age here. I mean, I'm like I I'm I, I'm like I used to go away and drink very heavily for like five nights in a row. I'm like, how the hell did I do that? Losing my fastball. I don't, we are. Um, but as I was saying, no, there's a lot of things that like you can do podcast, Twitch, YouTube. I mean, go on down the line, TV sports anchor, probably one of the older, you know, one of the more legacy versions of things you can do. Um, what makes you want to pursue that path today in 2022? It's interesting because, you know, a couple weeks ago I was ready to cover South Carolina football. Um, I like the direction where Gamecock Central's heading. Right. I think it's so big. Then um, I feel like it's going to continue to grow. And that's one of the reasons why I got out of TV. Um, I had a, a very unique opportunity to get new, join Gamecock Central shortly after. And still in front of the camera, still doing a lot of things that I was doing for the TV station down there. And I was really enjoying it uh, because I just feel like that's the direction a lot of things are going, especially in a market like that. But, I mean, this is this has been a dream job. This has been an opportunity that I never thought would ever come, um, especially once I left TV. So the fact that the other night I'm reading in front of a teleprompter for the first time in 11 months and I'm working in the one of the biggest markets in the country. And I know I'll always be biased when I say it's the best sports town in the country, if not the world. Um, I just couldn't say no to that. And I feel like there's few places still that sports really do matter still. And a lot of places don't invest the same way like Boston, especially WBZ um, to work with guys like Dan Roach and Steve Burton, our amazing producers, Joe Giza, Jackie, um, it's just a great team. And the fact that they're the flagship station of the Patriots. So when that right. call came, I'm just like, hey, look, things are t- changing. Digital's getting bigger. But a place like Boston, especially BZ, right. there's a lot of great opportunities. So it was, oh. it was a trainer. Undoubtedly, such a legacy brand. So, yeah, you mentioned you came back here two weeks ago. I know you're still working full-time for Gamecock Central from up here. Um, but tell uh, what's your schedule going to be like for BZ this fall? When can we catch you? So the schedule is going to continue to rotate a little bit. Like right now, uh, depending on when this airs, I mean, we're taping this on a Wednesday. I'll be anchoring the 8 o'clock and 11 o'clock news tonight. And then I'll appear on the morning show the next day. And then I'll be anchoring 8 and 11 tomorrow. And then on uh, Friday, I believe the game plan is to have me doing post-game back at CBS Club, Sporting Club. Yeah. Uh, with Roach and, and Burton on the road in Vegas. So I think I'll be with Christian Fourier back here. I don't know if Mike Reese will be there, but, you know, and then I'll anchor again Saturday. So the bottom line is I'm the utility guy. I'm the number three. I got to, I got to, uh, I got to earn my stripes and uh, I wouldn't want it any other way, especially working with guys that are talented, have paid their dues like them. Uh, even Levin Reed has, has been tremendous helping me as I've filled his role or trying to, I don't think you can ever really fill uh, the shoes of Levin Reed, who's doing a great job with the morning show as a reporter for WBZ. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the game plan is during the season, they're going to have me most days be off on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And then um, I'll be at Gillette Stadium most of the time, I believe, fill in anchoring when needed. And uh, 
there's any other sports, whether it be like the Red Sox, Boston College, Bruins, Celtics, whatever, if they need an extra hand, they're going to send me to to help out. So I'll be. Uh, I I know I was hired mainly to be the Patriots guy this fall, but there's going to be some great opportunities because, as you know, Alex. I mean, this this city doesn't stop. This city does not stop when it comes with their sports. It does not. But we're going to stop the interview now, so you can get back to the water before you head in tonight. Uh, Mike, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Alex.